0: Yoda, caught, touchdown, Fry, Fogle,
1: again. Welcome to the Ilio Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggly, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host who hopefully can help me carry through some of this uh, leftover and lost voice of uh, yesterday and today. That's Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich spelled D-U-B-I-C-H. Brando, I feel like I screamed maybe a third of the amount that you did yesterday. But, you know, here I am. I think I've just got Tom Allen syndrome where I'm just always like this after a game. Right,
0: stage. just permanently. Uh, I'm exhausted, you know. <laughs> um, I forgot how much tailgating takes it out of you. And you know, I mean, there's four hours of driving and a three and a half hour game. I mean, three hours of tailgating, four hours of driving, three hours of the game. I need to sleep till like
1: Tuesday. Exhausted. I, I told my wife, I was like, "Man, I overslept. I slept I until like 630. And I was like, <laughs> "She's like, that is not sleeping, and that doesn't count." But, yeah, I wish I could. Yeah, I'm probably going straight to bed immediately after recording this. It's 8-12, by the way. We are so freaking old. It's not even funny. Speaking of old, and he is older than us, uh, he's not here, uh, probably because he's either enjoying supper or whatever they do um, or still celebrating like Purdue won some sort of national championship because they beat his brother, Like, who? Not, not that big of a deal. But I'm talking about our producer, Seth. Block him on Twitter. I'm not even going to ask you if you have or not. Just do it. It's at, say, top five, S-E-T-A-H-5 um yeah we're here to talk about yesterday's game that was on saturday so i guess by the time we release this it'll be monday but you you guys get it so final score is iu 10 uh number four michigan 31 brandon game was closer than the score connotes correct
0: i mean this was i hate to say classic iu right but like
1: i didn't think we were out of it ever until the last like seven 30% minutes to or go in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. that's when, and you know me, man. You know me, you've known me long enough that whenever we go to games, I'm always like, no, nah, I'm gonna write this out. I'm gonna write, we still got a shot. But I mean, okay, so we can do this because we've had the news by now. Um, I was gonna come on today, Brandon, and for the first time, and, and our listeners know that I'm probably uh, to our fault uh annoyingly optimistic and like always trying to find uh, I mean, you aren't
0: quite positive brandon yeah. um but you know you you are more optimistic than i think you know you're in like the 99th percentile
1: yeah that. like so i try to be like ah oh, just give him a chance maybe it's just like a tough you know we're, we're missing matt bedford or whatever i was going off today guys i was gonna start i was gonna start a gofundme account if that's still a thing in 2022 i'm not sure just to get Hiller out of the program, uh, but it's happened. Tom Allen has flipped the page. He has he's Ellie Owen all the way, but he's also booting people out the door. Coach Hiller is gone. You guys can stop calling for Tom Allen's head at this point, I guess. Um, he has he has moved on. Has cut ties with a friend of his, which I think was again at, at a fault of his as well. Um, and promoted Rod Carey. Brandon, do you want to talk a little bit about Rod Carey before my voice gives out?
0: Uh I mean again, this is a guy who um he knows offensive lines. He played it at the highest level. Um I think that br- that brings um some credence to the position. Um you know, he he served as a head coach before, you know, so he's he's kind of been um all over every uh kind of side of things right he's been an oc he's been an o-line coach he's been a head coach i think that really matters um so he he has big 10 experience he he was a ga um at minnesota um and he was a co-offensive coordinator um
1: i got you i can i can run through here real quick sorry i forgot i didn't transfer my those these notes over to you no Um, i quickly jumped over to because yeah you're good. You're good. So former former Temple and, and Northern Illinois head coach, which I know that those two don't scream powerhouse, right? Um, he took over Northern Illinois, if you guys don't remember when they made the Orange Bowl, um, I want to say 2012-ish. Um, 64 and 50 combined record as a head coach at two non-traditional big time winning schools. I mean, I mean he he took Northern Illinois to six bowls, man. Oh yeah. 20 I mean, didn't win a single one, but no, no, 2013 MAC coach of the year, uh, two-time MAC winner, I think four-time West Division winner in the MAC. Um, his offensive his offensive line coaching history is is pretty vast. I mean, granted he hasn't touched um major programs, but to be honest, guys, And, 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 and girls listening, let's be real. Our offensive line is not a major program offensive line right now. Um, He spent six years at a, at a school called Wisconsin stout. Brandon, any, I'm assuming D two, maybe, maybe even lower than that. Um, A year at Illinois state, two years at North Dakota and two years at Northern Illinois before becoming the OC and off uh, head coach. So He's got experience doing offensive line coaching Um, Division three, by the way. Yeah, there you go. And, and if anything connotes offensive line and big offensive line play, it's the States of Wisconsin, Illinois, and North Dakota. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you can coach offensive line in those States, you gotta be decent. Right. And you can't be worse than what we had. So, um, I know you don't like spending too much time on, on position coaches, but Brandon, do you want to add anything else before we get into the meat of the podcast, which is I think a very I'm going to, I'm going to
0: talk about it here, um, later in the podcast, but color me shocked. I didn't think this was going to happen. Um, happy. It did elated. I mean, it maybe if you can't tell in my voice because a little low on energy, but I was, I will, again, we'll talk about it more in uh, in some of our sections but uh yeah i mean
1: incredible what i mean it made it to be honest with you like it made it uh it made me want to record this podcast cuz i wanted to record it for a different reason like i wanted to record it to get it off my chest to finally break the chains and be mr negative and like go nuts right but now that we've made the change i mean what a day i've had let's talk about me right now just real quick i'm just a sports day um fantasy football looks nice arsenal beating liverpool top of the table i mean we're we're looking good there and then i get this news within all of this sandwiched in there seth breaks the news that he's got a source somewhere shares a source it's not really a source and then within five minutes brandon says i don't believe you and then boom we hit him with uh who's uh who's our dude that broke the news uh Sure. Goodness, my my guy from Fox, I think, right? Where is he at? Uh brett Brett McMurphy. I send the Brett McMurphy tweet and then it's all it's all set. So uh what a day, what a day it's been. Just got back from the zoo with my children. So it's been uh it's been a good day. So um speaking of good stuff, Brandon, let's get right into it. What went right for you yesterday?
0: Uh what went right for me was the tailgate, man. I, I... I forgot how much fun it was for you. Right. I mean, it was, your kids were awesome. Booze was flowing. The weather was great. Um, The tailgate was just an absolute blast.
1: Yeah. It wasn't a long one. uh, I think due to the kids and I say weather, but you know, the weather was great again, as I said, but you know, taking two year old and three year old out when it's 40 degrees is a little different. So we got there. I got there a little bit later than what I wanted to, but doesn't um, I think I can ever
0: remember you getting there.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it is you know it is what it is. Next week will be a little different. Kids aren't coming, so it'll be uh, it'll be all, all go. So, uh, for me, um, I've got well two things that kind of tie in. Uh, no fights. So your your wife kept it, uh, Mrs. Dubitch kept it fairly tame. Yeah, uh, didn't make fun of anybody's name. I don't nope. think on uh, Michigan. Um, you know we were surrounded. Well, not surrounded. We. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Um, we we had some Michigan fans around us. Um, and yeah, n- nothing. I mean, honestly, really the
0: endowed. most. Radic- I mean, I felt like it was pretty friendly atmosphere. Yeah. There was, yeah, was one fun. drunken college kid or right out of college that us. Yeah, yeah. he was trying to pick fights with Michigan fans, but I mean, honestly, he was just embarrassing himself
1: yeah it is what it is and then my my other thing was i, I said crowd but it, it's specifically the student section i mean really until i don't know, maybe a couple minutes before we pieced out i'd say they they stuck around the majority of them maybe 90 even 90 95 of them and it was a packed house i mean it, well, it was, was a beautiful day it good. was a good game it and it was great. homecoming yeah
0: i do i do have three other things um uh i thought there was an improved effort on defense Um, specifically from the star players uh, that that was a welcome sight um, for sure. And the two of them, I mean, these two players are a big reason why I'm so tired. And my voice is what it is. Holy cow. Watching Cam Camper in person and DeSan McCullough in person. I mean, DeSan just looks like you said, like he looks like an avatar out there. I mean, he just looks you can spot him from a mile away. He, he does not pop like that on a TV screen, uh, but in person, holy cow. And um, I doubt there are very many corners in the entire country that can keep up with cam camper at the line. Dude, I told um, you, I told you so that. So, I mean, those, those two things um, cam and Desan were just so fun to watch.
1: Yeah. And if you guys haven't been out to a game yet, um, you know, I, I'm never gonna tell anybody how to spend their money. So if you want to get out there, get out there and check them out. I mean, it's, they pop. And and Brandon said it, I mean, pretty quick. I mean, he kept was, he was screaming feed cam from really like the beginning of the first quarter. And this, this dude, he's not much bigger than anybody else out mm-hmm. on the field. He just stands out. The way, feet, routes, the way he runs routes, the way is oh, it's incredible. Crazy. I mean, I can't even imagine what dude is ranked across from him, number five or whatever he was, on Michigan. But he was just getting torched, just nonstop. Um, and and had Connor had any time at all to throw the football, which we we can either address later or we already addressed earlier. Um, it, it, it could have been a, a totally different game. Did we talk Seth, Seth who's not joining us did send what his, what went right? What went wrong? Did we, did we touch on any of his yet? Um, he what? didn't send that. He just sent no, the stocks actually. yeah, so, he sent the stocks. Yeah. He did talk about, um, that he, he liked the, you know, it was kind of a catch 22, the injuries on defense, which we talked about, or we haven't talked about, we will talk about at some point. Um, really limited the amount of rotation that they did really outside of the secondary and uh he liked that because it seemed like it, it made and I thought it made a huge difference that defense was outside of one long run by um I can't remember his name number nelius no Johnson, the, the main dude Blake Blake corn um, and that was like early in the first quarter early first possession first quarter yeah. and uh outside of that he, he did nothing. He did nothing special. I think that would have kept him at a hundred yards on 24 carries or something like that, which I mean, is, is a good chunk, but um, you know, nothing that was going to, we were expecting or anything that was going to kill us. But um, let's talk about what went wrong, Brandon, if you, if you're all set on what went right. I think it's uh, I think we're all going to have the same here and it's the, it's
0: the offensive line. Yes. Um, and, and another one that I wrote, it's the lack of explosion plays. I'm going to, I'm going to touch on this later. Um, but I mean, when you're playing the number 14 in the country, I would have rather see some uh, gadget plays, some reverses, some flea flickers. Like we ran wildcat, but it was the most vanilla wildcat mm-hmm. ever. Like McCully literally started what three or four games last year at quarterback. And he doesn't even look to throw. So like, I would have liked to see when it was 10, 10 and we had the ball to do something crazy, you know? So the lack of explosive plays and like I said, I don't mean that by like a player. I mean that in like a scheme.
1: Yeah. And, and I think as you're, as you were talking about that, I didn't have that written down, but I, I had average starting field position, which is not really, I use fault. It's a great punting and great, Scheming by Michigan as well, but the average starting field position felt awful for us. And with that offensive line, it's it's not good, which again ties into what you're talking about. Brandon, I'm not sure you can run a let's say a flea flicker or a, a wide receiver reverse pass or even a double reverse. You can't do any of that when your quarterback doesn't have and you saw it in person. I mean, it, between him and Matt Ryan, I'm not sure who has more time to throw the football whenever they go back to pass. I mean, it's insane. So yeah. um, that was my other one was offensive line was horrendous. So yeah, these dudes sure. are these dudes are not that bad of players. Like, it just can't be. It has to be scheme and, and and coaching, and it has to be, dude. So
0: for those that have a Pigs membership, um, there's a message board person named Cookie. Um, he's genius. He's, He's he's great. He went in on that. Um, and I'm not gonna take any fire, pay for pigs, go check it out. Um, but he had a few like novel message boards posts on that on that thing right there. He's like, if you look at like our average recruiting ranking, like we're not that bad compared to the rest of the big ten, right? Like it's not talent, it's it's developing its scheme, it's communication, it's it's all those things. Um so yeah, no, you you you're for sure there. Yeah, and the other thing that I want to say went wrong, and this had nothing to do with the game was the the traffic in Bloomington has got to get figured out. Bro, that was bad. I mean, usually 37, 69 is the nightmare, or maybe 465, but like 37 and 465 were a breeze. It was getting in and out of Bloomington. I end up on on um 4546, I didn't even get like too done. I turned on like a back street and like navigated my way out.
1: Yeah, we tried um, to try to do that and it didn't work. Backfire. Yeah. But um yeah, but, yeah, dude, I totally agree. So um if that's all you have for what went yeah. wrong, let's, let's do stocks real quick. Um cool. we can talk Seth's real fast and then we can dive into ours. Seth on offense, we'll just do all three of his on offense. And I don't agree with this. And we all know that I love this kid, but on offense, he had Josh Henderson, uh, defense. Man, I think he just tanked all of mine in one. No. Okay. We're good. Defense was Matt Holt, interior defensive line. Um, and then special teams, James Evans. So Brandon, I'll let you start on offense. Um, you know, I had three, so take your shot and, and I'll pick the one that you don't have.
0: Yeah. So stock up, um, watching Jalen Lucas, um, run around and just be a menace. I mean, that's, that's my best word for him. Um, in, in stock He's so up, good. He's so um, good. is just, God, it's just so fun. And clearly IU. props to ball bell props to Tom Allen he he got his most usage in this game, and I think that's only going to continue.
1: It's um, it's going to get more. It has to get more. Do yep. you have his stats? I don't. I've got him. If you don't have him, so he's <clears throat> four carries for forty five yards. So hands down, the best ball carrier that we had. We watched a play. It had to have been, had to have been second quarter, probably. Yep. Is that when they were going away from us or third second quarter? Yep. It was second quarter. Um, where they had him in the backfield and we we kind of were like we saw it was going to be an inside inside zone run play and with somebody that's that small with our offensive line that is a terrible play to run but it worked to perfection i mean that dude was zipping in and out of any small hole he could find and was blast i mean his acceleration his jukes his movement the way everything so they talk about this and I, I do this every podcast now and I'm going to sound like such a, such a snob, but they talk about this in soccer a lot. And a lot of the podcasts that I listen to is kind of the, the natural running movement, like the natural movements that people have and how either sometimes it looks forced and that's, you can see a lot of people to pick up injuries and then you see people that are just natural and they can just do it all day. That dude looks just incredible. Like his quick twitch, his quick, every, like. Nothing feels forced with him. Um, and so, yeah, it, I think they have to give him the ball three catches as well for 20 yards, too. So he had 65 total yards on seven touches. So it, it's, yeah, it's got to get more. Um, anything else you want to add on him? Nope. I think he's special, by the way. I wrote that. I, mean, I think he's legitimately a special player. So, uh, touch wood that everything I said about his movement and everything else is true, but seeing it in person now for how many games have I gone to five out of the six is, is awesome. So um, <clears throat> I'll go with, I'll go with one and I, and I wrote an honorable mention, but I'll go with Emory Simmons. I mean, it's pretty obvious. He let us in receptions and yards. Um oh, I think it was yards. I don't know or not, but we're finally seeing what we've been waiting for. He's finally catching the ball, which is good, which he did not do against um, Nebraska as much granted. They were, you know, as, bass said holding and and everything else the whole time but seven catches 57 yards and he and brandon you you've got to see the same thing he seemed open a lot yeah i agree i don't know if it was schemed into what they were playing on defense but even anything across the middle every time he had the ball thrown to him it it was never really a contested catch it was always outside of one that he caught up against the sideline that was a really great catch most of them seemed wide open so um, i think he's going to develop a little bit more as the season goes on and become a a big, important part of um, our offense. And then my honorable mention, which we've spent enough time on it, but it's uh, in in earmuffs, kids, is Tom Allen's balls. Um, He found them. and I
0: I had Tom Allen as uh, one of my stock-ups.
1: There you go. So, um, man, dude, I'm telling you, I thought the defense played. uh, This isn't really even about just like the firing and the hiring of a new offensive line coach because it had to be done. Absolutely had to be done. Um And I wrote in here, I'm so happy we don't have to spend the whole podcast demanding somebody to be fired, but um good to see him. I thought the defense played good enough. I mean, without 30, Cam Jones. Yeah. Good. And without, I mean, if you want to call him big mm. play J still, I don't know, but mm. Jalen Williams too. um we, we Without thought, Cam, if you
0: would have told me that it was 10, 10, Late into the game, without DJ Matthews, without Cam Jones, just a heck of an effort from the entire. Like it was, it was really hard to choose one player for stock up because I mean, you 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 could have went a number of ways and
1: not been wrong. I can't wait to see what you pick on defense. What do you got on defense?
0: It's it's Cam Jones' replacement, Bradley Jennings. Oh, he,
1: he was so good,
0: man. He not just as the stat stuffer. I mean, he. He limited the holes for Quorum. Quorum multiple times had to cut back um, because Bradley Jennings was just there. He was everywhere. Um, So yeah,
1: Bradley Jennings smaller than what you thought in person, isn't he? Yeah. Like his, 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 he's very athletic. Thirteen total tackles, one tackle for loss, at one uh, pass defended, which was the one that Monster intercepted in the end zone. Who? Speaking of monster, that is my stock up. I also had the entire defensive or uh, interior defensive line who for the first time in six games uh, decided to show up and and played pretty well outside of one chunk play uh, against that running attack. Um, Did they develop any pressure? No, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but um, let's get back to my stock up. That's monster. Again, he looked healthy. He looked like he just looked good. Like he looked like he was running well. He looks thick again. Like he just looks good. He had nine tackles, one tackle for loss. I think that was on a fourth and short when he got around the corner and made a uh, great play on quorum. On um, fourth and short or third and short, one of the two. It might have been the third and short right before the blocked field goal. Um, and, when, and then that huge interception in the end zone as well that kept points off the board. I mean, that defense in that first half, maybe it, and really in really like the first three quarters played – incredible like incredible and then at some point you know they wear down due to you know lack of depth because of injuries important injuries at that and uh you know the offense wasn't helping out at all so um let's do stock down brandon
0: yeah i mean so uh on offense um i'm gonna say walt bell um you know you gotta not run on second and long right um it just IU can't block enough to be forced into third and longs. Um, And then, like I said, the lack of creativity. Um, You know, you got to quit sending Shivers right up the middle. Um, The guy needs to play towards the boundaries. That's towards his strength. Um, So, Walt Bell still leaving a lot to be desired. Um, Sadly, he went we went five of 15 on third down. And that was actually a huge improvement from last week at Nebraska where we were like one of 15 or two of 16 or something like that on third down. But like, you're not going to win a lot of games being that poor on third down. You're just not. Uh, and then again, kind of stalled out in the red zone. Like Walt, I know I'm probably being pretty tough on you in your first year, but um the third down in red zone scoring is, is literally bottom um, of the big 10 just yeah. need, need better.
1: So let me be devil's advocate slash uh, this podcast. Uh, Walt bell apologist um, <clears throat> as we've talked about for too long, too much on this particular pod. Um, I think that's all tied into not getting enough time to do any of that. And then, Brandon, and and we know my love for Sean Shivers, this entire podcast, love for Sean Shivers. We don't like picking on individual college players. But let's talk about the difference you see when Josh Henderson's out there and when Jalen Lucas is out there. On an inside zone run play, how long does it take for Sean Shivers to even hit the offensive line? Like, it takes a minute, right? When you see Josh Henderson try to run that same play. Now, granted, I think at least one time it costs us, but he also tries to look. Like he looks like he doesn't just, and it it's to his detriment too that he's five foot seven with Shivers that sometimes it, it's obviously like you, it, you're not gonna be able to see everything and they're not gonna be able to see you either. But again, when you run right into it, it's hard to not get tackled. But I think a lot of that is, is on bell. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I think some of that's on there, but I think a lot of it is, you know, de- just decision-making by players and then the play of the offensive line. So um, I had offensive line, obviously, but then I also had non transfer wide receivers, Brandon. This is the first time we've talked about this. So, any of the wide receivers that we have currently that aren't injured, so Jacques Smith excluded. Man, that whole, excluded. that whole
0: Bennett drop was just mm-hmm. devastating.
1: So, Holt Bennett, Javon Swinton, my goodness, dude, neither one of those two made the stat sheet. Neither one they put a lot of snaps and yeah, they're just, it, it's, it's disappointing because, you know, with Holt Bennett, he comes in with a lot of recruiting hype and there's still plenty of time. What is he a redshirt freshman or not a redshirt freshman. Uh, we'll, call him, we'll call him a COVID freshman. That's what we'll call him. Um, or COVID. Yeah. COVID freshman, I think is what he is. So, um, and then you've got Swinton who's a, a COVID sophomore too. So um you Know we'll see if that develops into something or not. I mean, there's been flashes from both players, but so far this season, basically non existent. So, um, Seth's oh, we forgot to do his okay. His offense was offensive line stock down, defense, he had none, special teams, he had none. So, Brandon, do you have anything on defense stock down?
0: Uh, not defense, but special teams blocking. Um, I don't know enough about college staff so i don't know if that fell under hiller that fell under somebody else but like cincinnati game there was a big uh block um this game there was a big block we would have went up 13 to 10 right and like who knows what goes into michigan's psyche and our our, um our psyche um if if that happens yeah that uh, the the delayed pick play um was atrocious um but yeah i mean little things like special teams blocking just can't happen. Um, and they've happened in, in big moments mm-hmm. so far this season.
1: You know, and we did the same. We've done the same twice. I mean, we did it to Michigan yesterday. And then um, against Western Kentucky, obviously was huge. But for me, it was pass rush. Um, we didn't even have a quarterback hurry, Brandon, in the stat book. and And we brought some heat a couple times or tried to, uh, zero sacks no quarterback hurries there were some tackles for loss in the run game which was nice Um, some big ones at that uh, but but not a, nothing from the pass rush And my other one is and it, we just talked about it I mean the, the inconsistency in refereeing in a major college conference is insane like we've been through a couple games I mean the Illinois game was how long did that take four and a half hours or something crazy? And then you get um, this game where you've got people on Twitter, like known media members of IU football that are, are calling for this game being fixed. Um, They're calling for weird things going on with the referee. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not us. We're not saying that, but that was the first, we've watched a lot of football. We've watched a lot of football together. I've not seen a penalty call like that before. You've seen it with, you see it with, with uh, what is it? Intentional grounding all the yeah. time, all the way up, all the way in the NFL. That's just how intentional grounding works. They get together. They're like, yeah, he wasn't outside of the pocket or no, there wasn't a receiver there or no, it didn't get past the line of scrimmage. With an offensive pass interference, when we've literally scored, celebrated and are set up to kick the extra point,
0: yeah
1: and then and then, after talking with the referee, then you throw your flag out. what? It, yep. I, I'm not saying that turned the game. it didn't obviously, I mean based off the final score it's it, it's not going to make any sense. but at that point, I mean that stadium was rocking at 14 to 10. I mean, we got out uh Dude, the at stadium 10, 10, atmosphere
0: was fun.
1: but it was rocking. and then you talk yeah. about if they don't get that block kick it's 17 to 10 and then buddy that's a whole different game i think so yeah that's tough man i i get it they're just amateur amateur in quotations uh sport referees so you know it is what it is but i'm never going to blame a 31 to 10 loss on on just referees so um i'll get through this real quick i am wearing one of the shirts um so on track club is who i'm talking about I've had this one for a while this is an og shirt as the kids say, I think um, they are, <clears throat> I'm not even going to do it because I'm just going to butcher it with the voice and everything. Just check out the website. We're going to put it on the Twitter like we always do. And you'll get a promo code for a 10% off your order. It's LEO10, LEO10. Uh, it's hoodie season, great hoodies, uh, good running gear, koozies, all that stuff. Voice is going, dude. So it's, it's going to be a matter of time here. So uh, let's revisit predictions real quick and then we'll let Brandon talk for a bit. Seth had us losing three 38 to three. I think technically he wins. I mean it's off a touchdown each side. Uh Brandon had us losing uh 17 to 41. I had us losing 24-34, which wasn't that far. It's, you know, it's a couple of touchdowns and three points. I think it could have gone had we had an offensive line. Maybe that's more predictable. I don't know. I'm done talking offensive line in general, let alone just talking. So uh Brandon, hit me with some randos.
0: All right. Um, I had this in in my group chat, you know, um, throughout the the day yesterday. Um, Is is Michigan that good? Or did IU just play its best game? Like, I I keep going back and forth because I think IU played their best game.
1: But I also think Michigan is good. Like, can both of those things be true? So I'm going to, I'm going to, No, I don't think Michigan is that good. I think they're good. Do I think they're number four in the country? Do I think they could hang with, uh, Georgia? I mean, maybe with Alabama at this point, but do you think they could hang with Georgia? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, nothing stood out, I guess. I mean, the quarterback, you love JJ McCarthy. Um, I thought he was very good. He's very good. I think he will be very good for at least one more year. Um, Man, I don't know, dude. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think, I definitely, don't think that was our best game. Defensively, they played very well um, for three quarters, three, yeah, three quarters or so. Um, their defense is is pretty good, but I mean, did we not expose a lot of their past faults? I mean, their their defensive backs. I mean, we got, we were getting attacked by one, just amazing Michigan fan uh, that said we did no scouting and didn't do anything, but their second leading tackler was a we guy who be better at on, our
0: job. We need to go talk to each their job, man. we need to
1: just get paid first for this to be a job. But, and then their, their corner that he said that doesn't even make any plays. He was like, had like two or three passes defended. Um, you know, their cornerbacks were not that good no. um, at all. I mean, that one guy that camper was roasting, all day and they were taking shots deep to anderson kobe he was getting past interference calls holding calls whatever but no I, to answer your question sorry it's a long long answer and i shouldn't be talking as much as no they're not that good yeah. i mean they're good but they're not they're not number four in the country
0: correct yeah i, I think i think i you did play one of their best games I, i'd be curious what you think their best game illinois um i guess you're saying was probably our best game this year i don't
1: think they've played a, a, a full game I don't think they played a full game all year. I think they played – I would take – I mean, really, it's just – it's the the first half against uh, Illinois was good. And then – that. I mean, that's really – I mean, the, fir- the first half of this game was good. I mean, that's it. They haven't played a full game yet, and I'll be interested to see now if we can get any sort of blocking for this kid – Brandon, I I can't stress enough he's tough as
0: nails, man. He's he's frustrating. Yes. I'm gonna keep calling him Jekyll and Hyde, but man, he, he's gotta be
1: sore. I he's mean, he a good he, quarterback, dude. He just needs more than three seconds, or not even th- give him three seconds, please. God, give him three seconds to throw the football. He needs more than a second for these routes yeah. to develop to do something with the football. Because this, I mean, there were times you saw it yesterday there were times where he would just go back to pass and just see somebody coming out of nowhere and know that he had nothing to do other than just throw it up out of bounds. Like it was, it was a tough day for him, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. we're so My next, my next
0: question uh, was about JJ McCarthy. You have already answered it, um, but I am just going to preface to you and preface to the show uh, since Tali, this is Talia's last year of football. <laughs> uh, I do got to find another quarterback yeah, in the gosh. conference. Uh, to have a man crush on, and it will be J.J. McCarthy. Um, so just just a heads up to you and, and everyone who uh, listens. What about um, the kid
1: from UCLA? Is he going to be gone?
0: DTR? Yeah. I think he'll be gone by time. Because
1: they're coming next year, right?
0: I thought it was the year after. I, think it's I thought it was 24. No, no, it I'm doesn't matter. Who knows? That's an off-season pod topic. Um, last thing that I got here um, has nothing to do with the game inside the stadium but had to do with the game outside the stadium uh the dubages beat the brags three to one in flip cup uh any comments no no no. On
1: hold that? on hold, hold hold on okay mister you didn't have to drive home yesterday oh wait no you did drive home yesterday I didn't drive home yesterday I shouldn't have driven home but um it was two to two just to be very fair it was two to two we had a two-one what? lead we had a two-one lead I don't remember any of this. Two, yes. This doesn't sound right. It yeah. was, we, we won 3-1. 2-1. One. One. It was 2-1 lead us. You tied it up. And then I think we had a spillage on the table from a three-year-old. We did have a stoppage in
0: play. play. We did have a stoppage in play. And then Both for sides some reason,
1: we, we wrapped up. I think we started talking about going over to watch no, we, the we... ghosts of Big Noon kickoff. And then, yeah, you you guys you take whatever you want. Take whatever you want. Put your trophy up. Hang up your banner.
0: Do whatever you. Well, need to the Colts might put us in the Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: true, but at least they wouldn't get beat down like the Steelers did today. Uh, that's all I got. Cool. I don't have any questions, and I need to stop talking immediately. Yeah, um,
0: I just have one final statement. If we're yeah, trying to get out of here, yeah,
1: do do your statement.
0: Uh, very scary scene with Mike Hart. Um, oh, for fine. those that weren't at the game and kind of didn't know what was going on, I didn't see it happen, but. Props to the players, the coaches for for keeping it together and, and still putting on um, a great game. Because I I can't imagine seeing something like that. Um, so condolences out to, to Mike and, and his family and, and everyone um, around the Michigan program. So that was that was very scary.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, super. I mean, you said even if you weren't if you weren't at the game. I think it would have been I feel like maybe it would have been worse to to see it on TV because you're getting more information. I mean, how long did it take for us to to figure out who it was? And then when you it, I mean Twitter. Then, it was
0: just it was just Twitter is the only way we found out. Yeah,
1: and, and even then, we're on the other side of the stadium, so we can't see anything that's going on or or know what's going on. Yeah, nothing. It was it was tough. I mean, really Mike Hart or not. It was it was a um definitely a scary a scary scene to see for sure. So um yeah, it definitely props out to Mike and his his family and and hope he's he's doing well. I don't know if you've seen an update or not, but I
0: have I haven't looked either, but yeah. So
1: um if anybody's got one if you listen to this tomorrow morning if we haven't looked it doesn't matter, but you can just drop it in the comments. So Okay, cool. Well, if that's it, then let's wrap it up, man. Be sure to check out our pod. Not you, obviously you're on it, but everybody <laughs> listening on Twitter, it's at podcast leo. Seth does a fantastic job. It's the only thing he does well um, other than, than be a good wife to his wife is um, do live Twitters. So it's at podcast PodcastLEO, PodcastLEO. Um, be sure to download, rate, review, follow, do all that cool stuff on all of our platforms. Even if you hate us, like that guy, Rob, love rob love you bud thank thanks you for the listen the we appreciate really appreciate it. it i know you said you won't share it for some reason i can't remember what it was but it was a legit reason i don't know but i really appreciate a, a rival listening to the podcast i i thank you so much man love you love everybody else that listens leo guys leo You uh. can't say it, said it. it. <laughs> all right later buddy
0: yeah.